welcome to Houndsy, the Steelery Podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and recording less than an hour after the Hounds pull off their first first victory in quite some time with a 3-0 win over sugar-free Red Bulls out in New Jersey. I'm joined with two good friends of mine. One of those guys is Yak. What's up, my Yak? How you doing? Uh, I feel good. It feels very good to finally be back in the W column. It's been it's been a a hot minute or a hot month I or for- so. I forgot what it felt like. It's been over a month. I've I've missed the hassle off my life, and now that he's back in there, I feel I feel complete. Also joining us tonight is uh, Vesti. Vesti, how are you doing on this Friday evening? I am hooked on a feeling and high on believing. Fuck Finally. yes. Uh, That's what I like to hear. Guys, we're um we're recording this uh late on well quasi late, still not quite ten o'clock. On a Friday, uh, we just watched the game, and my first question to both you gentlemen is, what have you guys been drinking tonight? Yak. Uh, truly strawberry lemonade hard seltzers. That's a shit answer. I hope, Festy, you got something better, better for me. Yeah, I uh, decided to go uh, check out the resurrection of our old friends at Full Pint and picked up some White Lightning. Oh, how's that taste compared to the actual White Lightning? Uh, I don't think it's as good as it used to be. It's not bad, but uh, I think I, I, I I'm pretty sure I read that they they had the original recipe. But I thought uh, they bought yeah they bought the the name. They didn't buy the graphics because they made new new um, new labels or everything. But they bought the names. They bought the recipes. I thought. Yeah, that was my understanding. For at least White Lightning, uh, the other ones I don't know. I don't think I don't think they bought the full range. Just a couple, but. It's been. They certainly didn't bring back Session Copper. <laughs> no, they did not. Uh, but yeah, it's been I guess two or three years now since I've had it. Since they uh, had that out of business uh, run there. But yeah, I, I just I, not quite what I remember it being. Well, we'll put that to the side for now because uh, uh, main headline is uh, Hounds win. Hounds win. On the road in New Jersey, the Hounds put three past Sugar Free and don't concede any. So nice, another clean sheet on the uh, on the tablet for the Hounds. Three nothing win, first first victory in six, if I remember off the top of my head. Seven. And set first win in seven for yeah. for the beloved. And uh, things are good. So before I even get into the lineup, I just want to get immediate reactions. Vesti, uh, game ended about 50 minutes from now. What, what's your immediate takeaway? Absolute relief that we didn't bungle this. Um, you'd hope they went against two teams. They, they still can win against two teams, thankfully. And knock on wood, I guess, that this is what they need to, to right the ship as we get into the second half of the season. Yak, are you you? Um, I don't I don't know if that was totally optimistic or pessimistic because that was a little bit of both. But um, relief, just relief, just relief, <laughs> just general big old drop the shoulders sigh. Is that where you're at there, Yak? I'm, I'm concurring with that. Yeah, we didn't play exceptionally, but it, I was just so desperate just to win comfortably, even if it's against the Red Bulls who are just absolutely atrocious. I I am content with how the game went and glad it was 
uh, uh, not quite a sleepwalk, but comfortable victory. Yeah, I'm. I'm also relieved. I'm relaxed. I'm comfortable. I'm satiated. But holy hell, are are sugar free bad this year? I made the joke. I, I it's a joke because I I don't think it's fair to compare any team in 2022 to any team in 2015. But that was some Antigua Barracuda level type of of poor play. I mean, I'm sure this this team would actually wipe the floor with. Um, with that Barracuda team from six, seven years ago. But, I mean, that was just – that was bad on their part. Not the, not the jumping gun be, here. They used to be so good, and it's just amazing how far the, this two team has fallen. And it made me it, – it, it's changed from I hope all the two teams leave except for maybe teams like New York because they take this seriously to please get them out as soon as they can. They're so bad at everything. Yeah, it's, I, I I don't even know. I mean, I knew they weren't good. Obviously, just one one look at the record tells you they're not good. But that was that was pretty rough. But that the, might be the jumping. Red Bull pipeline too. Used to, used to be pretty louded as well. If if you're a Red Bulls fan, you got to be worried about the uh, the up and comers now. No, what they just had. Uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but he the 16 year old just scored for for Red Bulls full of sugar last night against Atlanta. The game winner. Did he play for the two team, or are they just yeah they just skipping the yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, no, Usually, no, no. Yeah. He's he's got two team minutes, and then um, he pulled up the game winner, and it's a uh, it, in Goma is his name. Yeah, and he it, was it, in the uh, the broadcast showed him on the like in the fan in the bleachers a couple times. Oh, oh that guy. That yeah, and he uh, he scored the winner against Atlanta last night, and it was a um, it was featured on when playing out of the back goes wrong. Which I think was a little harsh because I don't I don't think it quite qualified for that, but nonetheless, yeah, that's what happened. And then, um, wow. so that they they've got pieces, or at least they got APs. Well, not in the two team anymore. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not at all. Um, let's let's kick it off by going through the the, the starting lineup for the for the good guys. Uh, Wait and Net, uh, Peter Zardonia's Wheat in the back, uh, a midfield of uh, kind of in this 3 5 2 2 or 3 5 1 1, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, you go Dixon, Forbes, Rivera, Griffin, Toby Sims, and then Cicerone, and then up, up, up top is uh, big old Aldiqua. When you saw the lineup, Yak, what was your, uh, what was your reaction? The only, the only reaction I had was that, oh, I don't remember seeing Toby Sims recently, and he had not started a game since April, I think it was. Um, it's been a while since we've seen him, so I'm glad he's getting minutes. It's just a unique wrinkle to have him on there. Um, uh, was that last start a, a league game, or was it in the cup? Uh, I still have shoes. Because he has those two games against, the, he has those two goals against uh, Yield Bobcats of Maryland. But I don't. Uh, that was a start. But I don't know if he started in the the next game. He he did not start against Cincy. The last time he started in the league play was Hartford. Uh-huh. Game number two of the season. That's actually March. the home opener. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other thing I like to write down the the lineup so I can like visually kind of see the the formation. Uh, I had Dixon played on the left for the first time like all season. I think. 
he was he's usually on the right. They put Dixon on the left for once. Well, let's put it that way. So let me ask that question now. Do you have this as a three-five-two, or was this more of a three-five-one-one, or how how did you see it? Kind of like a three-four-three or three-four-one-two. Um, oh, Forbes okay. is closer to the Forbes is closer to the top two than the rest of the midfielders. Hmm. Festy, uh, what was your thoughts on that starting lineup, and and what do you think the formation was if you had to attach numbers to it? Uh, I'd say the formation was eleven guys on the field. I, I don't know if I. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 since it moves or, or some of those guys move around so much that if I don't see it at kickoff, I I kind of never really catch it, and especially watching a game at home when. Uh, in the first half, my kids are so up, so I'm kind of half eye on the game, half eye on them. Such but a- uh, <laughs> but for who was playing, it's it seemed like a, you know a pretty standard lineup. It was nice to see Revere back in the the starting eleven. I don't think he's been in it for a bit. And then I guess Sims was the wild card of trying to get somebody new in there uh, to, to see if it gets any sparks. Yeah, he was the the name when you saw the starting eleven that you, you tilted your head tilted your head at a little bit. Uh, uh, some other tilts in there, um, not necessarily with the stars, but um, Luis Argudo doesn't make the eighteen. Uh, I think at this point we're just used to, to Dan Kelly not getting the getting the starts. Uh, he doesn't actually even no, he does come in the in the. Right after the the second goalie comes in, as part of the double switch, um, and then just I mean this is a bit of an aside. You shouldn't be surprised I'm, I'm bringing it up now, but they they put Connor Vosvik on the the game day graphic and doesn't make the eighteen. That's that's a bit harsh, isn't it? I don't know what Vosvik did um, to to piss off Lily so much that he just completely fell out of favor. I mean, they should have included him on a milk carton in that graphic. I mean, you would think that, like, if you're going to put him, put him on the graphic, like that, you're at least telling everyone, hey, he's 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 in New Jersey for the game tonight, and then find out, no, he's he didn't travel. Was he holding a newspaper with a date on it? <laughs> are we are we positive he is alive? I, at this point, I, I, it's fair to ask for uh, uh, proof of life from him. from Connor Fasvik and and. Uh, Robbie, Robbie Damrod, yeah. How's media? If you're listening to this, when you do the pictures from practice this week, just be nothing but those two. Yeah, just show us that they still exist, that they are, that they, yeah, that they're still in Pittsburgh, still with the team, and still, um, still alive. <laughs> not to take, not to take it too. I mean, geez. But seriously, I mean, that's just, I mean, I, the podcast is called Houndsy, and to me, that was just a very Houndsy thing to do, is to, is to put him on the, the game day graphic, and then you find out that he's not not even in the state where the game's taking place. But alas. Um, on to the game itself. Uh, my big takeaway before you even get into the, into the goals was... Sugar-free, look, they looked game for the first 10 minutes or so. I thought they even had the, the upper hand. They We were kind of uh, sheepishly conceding corners just to get get 
you know, the heat out of a, out of a hot kitchen, so to speak, to take a, a Mike Laneism. So we were just, you know, almost voluntarily putting balls behind our own end line just to just to not let them have it, and we'll concede the, the corner kick. But then after those first 10 minutes, uh, the Dixon goal comes in the 12th for, yep. uh, we'll just throw out there now, was Canaro Forbes's 50th assist in the USL. Since he is the USL assist, all-time assist leader, that means he's the first person in the league to reach 50 assists. Uh, and his was a beautiful diagonal, basically touchline to touchline cross. Uh, as you see it on your on your TV screen, it went right to left, up the screen. And then Dixon basically just walked it right in and uh, with no one but the keeper to beat, just uh, took his right foot, planted it, and uh, took it to the outside post for the, for the first goal. And again, I don't know, we have not talked about this before we started recording, but up until basically that moment, it almost felt like uh, Red Bulls were were the better team, and then all of a sudden it, it flipped. Is that uh, how you guys read it? I noted in my notes as I was watching early that the pace of the game was really was was something, um, and I thought that wasn't going to be good long term because the Red Bulls being a weaker side probably would feed more off being agents of chaos. Um, so I'm glad that didn't last much longer than the first 10 minutes Dixon's goal it was very reminiscent of like of of the 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 goal Detroit scored against us at home where there's this diagonal long ball and the left side back just has acres of space for seemingly no reason and he was just able to dribble it past the goalie um yeah those are the first two things I noted yeah Dixon uh for a many times in the first half had he was just completely by himself down that left side or the near side it's like there i guess it'd be the right back was going up but not actually uh coming back and you know quite a few times he had basically just walk around into the box before anybody got anywhere near him and uh, in this particular instance for the goal just you know really composed accurate shot from a really sharp angle um it, it really small window for him to hit and he was able to hit it if only he took his uh his penalty kicks at, with the same urgency and and determination hmm. uh but i mean uh, there's a you could almost almost take it as a negative in terms of not that goal but as as yak point out he he had a couple looks at it he probably could have had a second maybe even a third one goal may not even truly reflect the 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 opportunities he had on the, on the night. You could have doubled the score with some of the opportunities him and Cicerone had. Speaking of Russell Cicerone, uh, he has the R two goals on the night, scoring in the nineteenth minute to. I guess more. I mean, to me, that kind of ended the game right there, uh, and then in the second half in the 67th minute puts in his third and, and puts this, this bad boy carefully to bed. Again, I was out, uh, at a couple different, uh, I watched the first half at one bar, the, the second half at a different, different bar. And this, the second bar is at the, the one bartender is also hounds fans. We start actually talking the hounds up a bit to the point that after 
uh, he put in that third, I, I kind of stopped watching most of the game because at that point it seemed pretty comfortable that uh, the Red Bulls weren't going to have much of a look at this game, let alone have a chance to get back into it. Is that how you guys felt that uh, either on the second or the third goal that that pretty much put this bed, put this game to rest? Yeah, I don't remember. The Red Bulls outpossessed us throughout most of the night, but I don't remember any good chances for like the final hour from them for the most part. It seemed kind of a formality. It was one of those games where you look at possession, but then you almost want the breakdown of what what was the possession in the the opposing team's final third because I feel like they they couldn't have had much of that. I think if I I think I've got that USL heat map to load on this thing, uh, it would be like two thirds in the Red Bulls' final like third or forty percent of the field. It just seemed like the ball was hemmed in on their side so much. Yeah, we were pretty much on cruise control of the, the final third of the game. Um, you know, when uh, when Cicerone can make like a dozen cutbacks inside their 18, just willy-nilly, you know, there's not really much of a a feeling of they can get back into this or that it's that we're not going to finish this out. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, the stats tell a, a kind of a different story. Uh, Red Bulls with fifty percent, fifty-seven percent of the possession, damn near a hundred more passes than than the Hounds had. Um, but you know, fifteen shots to seven. If you're looking at, at shots actually on target, the 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 Hounds had eight on frame. Red Bulls only had one, and I can't remember which one that was because on the top of my head, I don't remember them actually putting anything. Um, it was in the second minute of the match. Yeah, I was going to say, it's their very first shot, I think. Oh, you know what? And I don't think I even had the – because I was fumbling at the bar trying to – because they didn't – I didn't at that point, I did not realize that the bar didn't get the local channels. So I was trying to – I was flipping through channels trying to get the game on, and then I, eventually I put the uh, – I just put it on my phone. So I – in those first two to three minutes, I missed the game. So that's where I missed that shot. So the first thing I turned on to the game was was a corner kick for the Red Bulls, and that may have been off of maybe off of that shot. Yes, ah, probably. Okay, that's why. So it was not. So the statement I did not see the Red Bulls put a, a shot on target is still an accurate statement. Yeah. Nice. Got that good for me. So um, anything look now, by the way, but uh, Cicerone with three goals in the last two matches. Correct. I remember the pod was talking about him like having a slow start and is he in a funk? Yada yada yada. He is now the team leader in goals with seven. He's on seven now. Yes. Because uh, he was. I mean, to me, he was absolutely was on the slow start. I felt he was being asked to do different things than he was last year, which was going to result in less scoring opportunities. But again, after you're six, seven games into it, you're thinking, oh, this is, we're in the, the Dane Kelly show, and Dane's just going to be popping goals off for fun, and he hasn't scored since then. And now Cicerone's kind of retaking his spot from last year as as the leading goal scorer. Um, is that a surprise to anyone, or, or just finally the nature is finding its course? I've always thought he's been playing well. I don't. I, I think he's just being used differently. 
I mean, he was definitely frustrated there for a while, though. You could see it. A little bit. But um, the second goal where he roofs it over the keeper on that tight angle, that, that's a sign of a lot of confidence. I, I think he's really feeling himself. He, he has 100% confidence in his abilities right now. Uh, uh, Festy, do you think based on, we're basically now at the halfway point of the season? Do you, if you had to throw down some cash right now, is Russell Cicerone the the Hounslow goal scorer when the season ends? When the regular season ends? Yes, I I would say so. Um, he was last year too, right? Yes. Yep. So yeah, it seems like he he's figured it out lately, which is good because somebody needed to. And with the curious case of uh, Dan Kelly only getting 30 minutes a game, I I, I don't really see anybody else uh, really vying uh, for that title at this point. So with this game now in the rear view and in everyone feeling pretty good about, about things, I guess my last question on, on tonight, is your takeaway from tonight – the Hounds got their legs underneath them and and found their touch, or is it that sugar free or just that just dog shit bad? Um, yak. I mean, if you had if you had to choose one or the other, was this a better statement on the Hounds or or a indictment on on Jersey? More so the latter. I think it just means that we're not going to have a lower moment of the season than uh, I guess the loss at Charleston would be. Um, I want to see what they do now that they, now that they remember what it feels like to win again, what a complete performance looks like, what happens this upcoming couple weeks, this, this, this first week back is, has a couple home games, but it's against tough opponents. I'm more, I would look at those to see, the hounds are back or they're figuring it out again. It's more so the Red Bulls are just trash today. Vesti, you agree with that? Is this uh, a statement about the hounds or a statement about uh, about Red Bulls too? Uh, it, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, the hounds, Watching this game, it felt like I was watching a game from last year with Dixon and Ciceroni just kind of running it. So I, I want to think that means they've they figured it out and they can continue that going forward. But it is tough to say that really definitively because it's a two-team. And like if you're not being up two teams in the last year during the league, then kind of what are you doing? So I'm going to yeah, just say it's a little bit of both. And we'll see. I think the you know the real test is going to be against Indy on Wednesday. Jumping ahead already to Indy, I still haven't finished this game. Uh, not together yet. Well, let me uh, let's just let's put a bow in this game. Then is is there anything that you guys want to throw out from from what you saw in the past two hours that uh, that's that's worthy of bringing up, or or have we quickly exhausted all the the talking points? For what should be the Hounds' last trip to to Montclair State University? I got nothing. Nice, Kyle. Um, I 
I guess just real quick, uh hope their their starting keeper, Red Bull starting keeper is all right. He did get carted off at halftime and uh apparently taken to the hospital for evaluation. It did seem like after that the ref was like, Oh god, I gotta protect the kids and started yellow carding just with complete abandon. With reckless abandon uh, for yellow cards. Yeah. But um, uh Yeah. So it, and and with that, pour one out for um Danny Griffin getting his fifth of the year, so he now has to pay a fine. We'll we'll pass the hat for uh, for Griffin's fine. Is he the first? Is he the first player to five? Yes. Ooh. Uh, well, according to the, the USL site, Adornia also has five. That makes oh, more, that's more that makes more sense. And, He's been uh, sitting on four for a while. I didn't realize he got one last game. Yeah. And uh, real quick on that subject too, I believe in the past it was five get five yellows got you a suspension, but they changed that either this year or last year. And now it's eight. Yeah, it got upped. Um, I want to say not last year, but the year before maybe it got up the eight. I think it, no, actually, I actually think what happened was it, it was it was getting upped during the twenty twenty season, and then obviously twenty twenty went completely sideways, and it was almost impossible for anyone to get get to eight yellows because the game with the season was now what 17 games or 18 games or something like that yeah um but yeah i think it changed it that year and then it didn't really matter at that point because the world was going to hell <laughs> so we will put that game uh to one side take a quick look at the table this is the table as of friday night and that with that said, the Hounds and Red Bulls too were that was the only Eastern Conference game in action tonight. So, you know they're they're put to bed for the weekend. Everyone else has has games to be played. Most of them tomorrow on Saturday. But with that win, that puts up that puts the Hounds into fourth place. Uh, Seventeen games played, twenty seven points on the board. Uh, above them is Memphis on thirty five. Uh, Louisville on 33, Tampa Bay on 30, and then now below the Hounds comes Detroit on 26, but uh, one game less played. Birmingham on 25, Indy on 21, Miami on 21. That's your your playoff cutoff line. And then it starts to drop off Tulsa at 18, Hartford at 15, and then at that point you're at 11th place and there's a bit of a gap with Loudon. Hotlanta, Charleston, and Sugar Free. The game coming up on Wednesday, which we'll now talk about, is against Indy. Again, that's, as of now, it's, got, it's a contest between 4th place and 7th place with 6 points between the two sides, although Indy has played 2 less games. Uh, gentlemen, before we even kind of break down Indy too much, what's your, your first thoughts just getting past this game. In a very congested part of the table, uh, now that I'm looking at it for the first time a little bit, where the hell did Birmingham come from? They got red hot recently these last couple of weeks. Birmingham got, I mean, they were they were mediocre for a while. They got hot lately. Indy was absolutely terrible for a while, and then they decided to, to find a little bit of form. Um, again, there's... There's just not been a team that's really pulled themselves out of the pack, even though there's the opportunity's been there for everyone to to do so because the rest of the teams in the East have been, you know, they're happy to 
you know, take nine points out of the last five games or something like that, and no one has really separated themselves at this point. Yeah, if you look at Indy, though, uh, you know, they started kind of bad, and then they went that, that streak, but it wasn't against quality sides. They, they've been able to boost their standings a bit, a bit against the bottom four teams or so. Yeah, they're big. So, Let's go through it now. I mean, Indy started off pretty, pretty poor. Uh, they did not win a game until April 9th, but then they rattled off four straight wins. But those wins were against Rio Grande Valley, which is, again, speaking, that you know, obviously better than the Hounds could, could do but against them. Two to one at, uh, at home against Hotlanta. And then the, probably the, the, their best win on the season, as best I can tell, was a 3-1 win at home against uh, USL champions Orange County and then followed it up with another home win 1-0 against Hartford, who have not been great. Uh, just for a quick look at recent competition or uh, equal competition, back on May 21st, they were home against Sugar Free. They won 2-0 on that game. Uh, but then last weekend, they dropped, you know, they gave up a five spot to San Diego on the road. A couple days, a week before that, they lost four three against Colorado. So they're they're winless in the their past three. Uh, and if you look at in terms of quality wins, I mean, really, it their their notable win is that that three one win at home against Orange County, and the rest are against all against teams that are either on the east or the west that are outside the playoffs. Well, even the Orange County one, Orange County's twelfth at the moment, like the. The Western Conference powerhouses are struggling this year, so I don't even know if that was a good I mean, win. Jeez, well, I knew Phoenix was bad. I didn't really Orange County was 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 not great as well, which is funny because yeah, Orange they, County was dog shit last year until they got hot and, and basically backed into the playoffs and then and this rode the wave. Yeah, Western Conference is uh kind of shook it up this year. I don't think I've looked. Now you're gonna make me look at the Western Conference. I mean, or, so there's 13 teams on there. Orange County's 12. Phoenix is 11. Like they're, oh, wow. They're down there. Orange County is 12th. I mean, the only the Monterey Bay um, is last. I mean, wow. Orange County 12th. Yeah. Phoenix 11th. New Mexico was out of there for a while, and they've they've worked their way back into a playoff spot. That's wow. I did not realize how bad those two uh, Orange County. I mean, I knew Phoenix was was bad. I didn't realize how bad Orange County has been. That's nuts. Yeah, so I mean, I, I look at Indy. Uh, so they may not have a good. They don't have a a, a a win against a quality opponent on their schedule at all. That's my take. I mean, it, I doesn't mean we're gonna. I think it's still gonna be a challenge, but I. I they're not as intimidating as they as they've been in the years past. They're they're kind of two well, years in of a five year plan. I the, think the last couple of years they've not been intimidating either. Yeah, paper they sometimes are, and then they usually collapse in hilarious fashion. Given maybe given how last year ended up with not playing that playoff game against Birmingham, you could make a case that the highlight of last year was getting Martin Rennie fired. After the Hounds <laughs> schooled them at their place last year, sure, yeah. Wow, I'm. 
Yeah, they don't. They don't have. A g- yeah. I mean, looking at it now, their best res- their best result is a tie at Louisville. At Louisville on March twenty sixth, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I was looking at that like a week or two ago when there was some Twitter discussion about you know, the, the dumb if the playoffs started today are these your teams and oh I hate that it, goddamn God, that people need to be shunned for those conversations. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, Indy was in the playoffs in like the last spot, and I looked at their schedule. And I'm like, there's no way they're staying in the playoffs um, if they if they keep this form in the second half. Well, luckily, if if you are so uh, keen to to see what Indy's about, you'll get to watch them. Uh, I will say tomorrow, but by the time you listen to this, it might be today because they're playing on Saturday, June the second. They are home at 7:30 against the Miami FC. So if you want to scout the opposition, you're gonna have the chance to do so. Uh, you get to scout the next two oppositions. Oh, because we, we got play, Miami after Indy. Yes, after Indy, we play my. Look at you looking looking more than one week in advance. I like it. Just just coincidence. I had the right page in football about. Uh, yeah, because I'm still looking at Indy's schedule, not not Pittsburgh's schedule. <laughs> wow. Okay. Interesting. Any other thoughts that you guys have about about tonight? I mean, my mind's kind of, of racking through what I got to watch, and then now I'm seeing any schedule. I'm kind of thinking different things now. Um, guys, any or any other takeaways from from tonight or, or thoughts going into going into Wednesday? Just just keep the momentum going on Wednesday. Got to you know we've we've been pretty stellar at home this year so gotta get these points to kind of catch back up from from this rut that we've been in my final thoughts will be i like that the hounds put in three goals which doubled our pride raiser goal tally for the year because i mean it was looking a, a bit bleak there for a while so we Got over the the goal per game mark over the the course of a, of a month plus a day, so that I'll take that for a positive. Um, those should be. If you're listening to this before June third, you will have a chance, or July third, you'll have a chance to to modify your pledge before that, and then the the automatic um, emails go out to to direct where you uh, can actually make that pledge because you don't do it through the Pride Razor site. You will do it through the, the Persad site. So keep keep an eye on, on your inbox either Sunday or Monday for for those emails to com- be coming out. Um, yeah. It is weird just to... Uh, it's weird to be trying to close up a show without having the, the rundown in front of me to, to work off of. You got to remember the outro off the top of your head. I know because I have I have old run I have old uh, rundowns in front of me to, to make that work. Folks, uh, by now. Yak, what uh, any any other thoughts on on tonight or thoughts on Wednesday game wise? Definitely not tonight. Um, Wednesday, if you recall, Indy signed 
Solomon Asante during the midseason at some point. Is he the dude who won a couple MVPs with Phoenix? He is that dude who just... won a couple MVPs with Phoenix. Okay. That's a, that's a little frightening thought. I don't think we've ever played him before then, uh, the Riverhounds. He doesn't have any goals yet, but he's got a, three assists. Yeah, he's. I've seen a couple of his games, and I mean, there's a reason he was he was unsigned for a while. Uh, he's not. He's a little bit past his prime. I think it's safe to say at this point. Although maybe Phoenix should have kept him because they're they're as we just discussed, they're pretty pretty poor as falling well. Falling apart. I don't think they're falling apart. They they might just be apart. But yeah, in terms of of an indie team, again, new coach. They were they did the interim thing after Bob uh, got Martin Rennie fired last year. They bring it. They brought in uh, what's his name from El Paso last year. He's off to a slow start. Got a couple. Got those four wins in a row. But again, against no one of, of really of note. Not that the Hounds have much space to be talking about wins of note because they lost to Charleston and they lost to. Vegas and yeah, they lost to RGV. So finally, they they won a game tonight against a team they should have beaten. But yeah, Indy does not really have a, a win of note. Their their best result in terms of opposition is probably that draw at Louisville back in late March. So we shall see. Um, my reminder, everyone, we're going to start pumping this. I'm gonna start doing this on the on the Twitters and on the Facebooks tomorrow. We're calling Wednesday Hawaiian Shirt Day. Bring out the Hawaiian shirts. I have the bag of lays that we didn't get to use last year. I have the little uh, life's a beach sign that uh, I didn't get to use last year. We're gonna bust that out. V- Vesti, you're gonna be there Wednesday, right? Yes. Uh, sadly, no. So who's bring uh... who's bringing the tropical drinks? You'll just have to flag down one of those tiki boats in the river. I'll bring some coconut rum or something. Okay. Yak's got something quasi-tropical. I'll see if I can bring something. Uh, and we're going to make it work. Yak, are you prepared for Hawaiian shirts on Wednesday? No, I might have to go acquire a new one. You didn't have one from past years? Uh, the pandemic has not been kind to my body. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. All right. Then let's uh, let's 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 take this bad boy home, gentlemen. What uh, what did we learn tonight? Uh, we'll start with you, uh, Vesti. Probably gonna steal yours. I'm, I I learned about Indy's schedule. I, yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. What'd you <laughs> learn? I learned that the Western Conference is uh, exists and is chaotic and good. I mean, good for us or just good? Good. Um. Good meeting. I I'm pro chaos. Oh yes, we're always pro chaos, for sure. Uh, I also learned that in the schedule, there there were low uh, uptick in form was maybe not as good as it's been. I also learned that the hounds can be clinical when they need to be clinical. Again, we have not seen what the XG stats for tonight has been, but I have a feeling it's going to be. And finally, getting them closer to you know the XG and the uh, realized G will be will be close to what it's you know will be similar numbers. 
again helps when you're you're facing bad opposition you're facing not great goaltending and long may that continue because that'll get these bad boys a home playoff game let me okay so let me finish with this as i try to get us over to the 45 minute mark after tonight given that they're now in fourth place and that there was kind of a gap once you get to seventh eighth and ninth place in terms of points are either of you two in any way concerned about this team not not making the playoffs? A little. It has crept into my mind. I mean, if he had, if he had to attach a percentage to it, where are you at right now, at this moment? 90. 90% that they're in? Yeah. Festy? I'd agreed. Uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about earlier, it's one game against a two-team can write a ship, but it's tough to say if it definitely will because it is against a two-team. So um, ask me next weekend after Indy and Miami, and I'll potentially be more confident or or not. So that means you're definitely on for the show next week? We'll see. Uh, that's the other thing I have to ask you, you gentlemen. Uh, we play Wednesday. What? How are we going to handle this in terms of the podcast? How do we handle this this Wednesday game next week? Live from the parking lot, waiting for traffic to clear out of the west parking lot. I mean, that's an option. Can you or how how able are you guys to take your microphones to uh, out of out of where they're currently located? Zero. Damn it! Look, you know. A other podcast has a microphone there. Just just take it over. Be pirates. I was thinking we'd all just climb into a car like we're uh like we're Jerry Seinfeld or something. I mean getting coffee. Should I or just box and houndsy? Should I bring the um should I bring the recorder in my one microphone and we just record off my one microphone? I think this has potential. Alright. Well yeah, either that or, or or sweet talk Liz and take Mongols' this thing. But she hasn't. Ha- she just has a little voice recorder. She doesn't have a nice microphone that she works with. Yes, she does. Is it? I thought she just re- yeah. like talked into the box. There's a there's a little stand. There's there's a little mic that comes attached to the phone. It's real nice. If you're all just sitting in a car, it, it shouldn't matter. All right, maybe we'll just do that. See what happens. So we might be recording next week uh, post game from from the West parking lot in Highmark Stadium. Maybe recording on Thursday. Who the hell knows? It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a surprise. But uh, we'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting for Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at BGN.fm. The Houndsy theme music was pro- composed and performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at Facebook.com/slash/SpaceBabiesPGH. The show is produced by Joe Majorak. Email the show at SteelArmyPGH at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Yak and Vesti, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.